Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep, and more. New babies have such sensitive skin, and they can come out in all kinds of rashes in the first year. Sarah Hunstead is the director of CPR Kids and a former emergency paediatric nurse. She's here to explain some of the more common rashes that occur in the first year of life. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Hello. I'm well. Babies can be born with what looks like a rash, that small pimply kind of thing that goes over their heads. What is that? So that's neonatal acne. Oh, it is acne. It is. It is. I know. It's such a funny name for something that's just so little, isn't it? Yes. You just associate that with teenagers. Yes. Yeah. Or grown-ups. You know, it continues on. But Unfortunately. Yeah. Yes, mm. it does. It does. <laughs> yeah. But what's really interesting is that neonatal acne is very, very common. And what they, we you know, they, who's they? <laughs> the people out there who do the medical <laughs> the, researches. The medical stuff. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. So what they think that neonatal acne is caused by is just hormones from mum. So in utero, and there's no treatment needed. They'll go away on their own. Don't be tempted to pop them. Oh, God, no, because that skin so mm-hmm. so new. Yes. Um, so what is a, a really common rash that a baby could get in the first year? Absolutely. So there are a few different ones. Milia, uh, sometimes known as milk spots. Uh, is a really common one, and that can often happen, you know, sometimes around the the six weeks of age, but certainly can happen at other times as well. And that's just caused by blocked oil glands. Once again, you don't need to do anything; they will go away by themselves. So. And they look a bit like acne as well. Yeah, they do a little bit. They do a little bit. So you know, certainly that's that's one of the more common things. They just disappear with time. Some of the other really common kind of skin conditions that can happen in the first year. Certainly, jaundice is one of them. So it's not a rash exactly, but it's certainly something that involves the skin. It's where the skin starts to turn yellow, and that what causes that is something called excess bilirubin. Bilirubin. Is is a byproduct of red cell breakdown or red blood cell breakdown. And so what happens is that that can actually cause some health problems as well. So if you notice that your child's skin is yellow, then it's important that if it hasn't been picked up in the hospital, that it's happened after you've gone home, then make sure you do go and see your doctor about that. And um, I know this is one that seems really obvious, but nappy rash can look really painful. Um, what is, what is, is that just an irritation of the skin? How can you avoid it? How can you treat it? Oh, that's a million dollar question yeah. right there. So nappy rash, I think every child ends up with nappy rash at some stage. And if you Google nappy rash. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to. Oh, yeah. Well, the pictures are pretty out there. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but the number of cures, in inverted commas right there, that are out there, there are just so many. So the idea is is that nappy rash often occurs when there can be a breakdown in the skin. So, you know, often frequent changing of nappies, lots of nappy off time. Just get used to having wee on your carpet. Put a blanket (laughs) down. You know, it's unavoidable, but lots of airing of the bum out there and, you know, certainly will help prevent nappy rash. If your child does end up with it and you know what, it's okay if they do, you're not a bad parent. <laughs> Often you think, have I been changing my baby's nappy enough? What a, why <laughs> this, this is my fault? What did I do? No, you didn't. It's okay. 
It's all right. What you need to do is that if it is a severe nappy rash, your child is in pain, they are really upset when they're doing a wee or a poo, go see your maternal and child health nurse or your GP. Let them have a look, make sure that there's no infection there. So that's a really important thing. And then it's about using barrier creams. Try and help the healing. So work out what's best for you and your child. Often uh, people will use a zinc-based cream. Some people will use um, you know, other creams such as a pawpaw. It's about experimenting and finding out what works best for your child and remembering that their skin is so sensitive. So being cautious what you put there yeah um now i can't remember what it was what it's called but the one with the slap cheek Mm -hmm. what's that one so that's parvovirus is it did i get the right um colloquial term for it right you did so we're not saying that you've slapped your baby in the cheeks it just looks like someone has no that's right (laughs) and this is actually quite common in toddlers so this is rather than the babies because they like to share their germs they lick each other at preschool (laughs) and that's okay too so slap cheek it literally looks like they've been slapped across the cheeks because they've got these really red reddened areas and so it's caused by a virus and it's about keeping your child home until they're better. Oh, we all love that. Oh, we do, we do. And there's some fantastic resources um, on New South Wales Health website that list all of these really common diseases just like slap cheek, the signs and symptoms and how long you actually need to stay at home for. Brilliant. Are there any um, rashes during the first year, the common ones that I haven't asked you about? Um, I think some of the ones that we can certainly think about are cradle cap and eczema as well. Um, And it's about thinking, okay, do we just need to moisturise here? What's going on? Or could this be an allergy? What's this about? So it's, it's always worth it when it comes to eczema, going, speaking to your paediatrician or your GP, to get a management plan just to make sure that, you know, it's not getting worse. And if it is, then treating it well like that. There, once again, if you look up Cradle Cap on the internet, there are a million different cures from olive oil and scraping it off with a credit oh, card. Oh, no. <laughs> but rest assured that it does get better and it will go away. Do you know, my kids, both of them, had Cradle Cap well into their, well, my son's almost five now and I'm sure he's still got a bit on his on his head, yep. but I, I don't want to go near it because I don't want to hurt him, and, and it doesn't bother him. If it's not bothering him, then don't worry about it. But there is just one more thing when it comes to children's skin, particularly baby skin, that I wanted to talk about, and it's not so much of a rash, but it's more a skin appearance, and that's being mottled. So you know when you go to the butcher, sorry for all of the vegetarians out there, you know when you go to the butcher and they've got those beautiful big fat Italian sausages. And they look quite marbly with all of that fat in there and that deliciousness. <laughs> Apart from if you're a vegetarian. Apart from if you're a vegetarian. retching in the corner. Sorry about that. My apologies. My apologies. It's just such a good analogy, though. There's <laughs> yes. no veggies that look mottled. Otherwise, I'd True. use it. True. So, um, certainly, if your child is mottled and they aren't usually, I want you to look at your child as a whole. So, some kids are normally mottled. They are born like that. You will know if that is your child. But if your child normally has just, you know, perhaps pale skin or, you know, dark skin, whatever it is, and then they have changed to have that really marbly appearance, 
Are they cold? It might just be, you know, certainly that uh, you've taken them for their first little dunk in the pool and their little lips are turning purple <laughs> and, you know, they're, they're mottled. That's probably okay as long as they're still alert, they're smiling at you, they're happy, they're doing all the things that they should. If your child is sick, if they are not feeding well, they're floppy, they're more lethargic than usual, less wet nappies, and their skin is starting to become mottled, they may may or may not have a fever. They need medical attention, usually urgent medical attention, because this means that their circulation is not good, particularly if you're having difficulty rousing them, triple zero ambulance. And before I let you go, is there anything else you want to add? Well, I think it's probably a good opportunity to talk about that one rash that worries parents more than anything, and that is the one that we associate with meningococcal. Now, you may have seen on the media that you can do the press test. So your child comes out in a rash, you can get a glass, press it onto the rash, and if you can still see it. So normally we'd expect a rash to do what we call blanch. So it disappears when you put pressure on it. When you release the pressure, you see the rash again. When it comes to this particular rash that we call petechiae, which is often symptomatic of meningococcal, when you press on it, it doesn't go away. So you still see it there. It doesn't blanch. But we need to remember that petechiae can be a sign, a symptom of other illnesses too, not just meningococcal. So it's really, really important to look at your child as a whole, because trust me, you will have a very sick child on your hands before that rash comes out. I think there's a, that's all I want to hear about rashes for the moment. Um, hopefully, I feel itchy. <laughs> I feel really itchy now. Not as itchy as when we talk about nits, but uh, we can save that for another day. Sarah, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. That's Sarah Hunstead, Director of CPR Kids. And CPR Kids have a whole um, range of first aid courses for parents, which include talking about common illnesses and how to identify them and what to do about them. We'll pop a link up to their website. Just head to babyology.com.au forward slash Feed Play Love. Feed Play Love is a babyology podcast produced by Elise Cooper and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. You can get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.